Hey, could you get me a beer while you're at it? You take this bottle too? I'll make a mess now. I thought you were, I really thought you were just going to drop that for some reason. <laughs> just... it's, it's my house, so <laughs> I think I would be the one cleaning it up. Is there other beer? Or is it... No. I'm looking for beer. I don't. If you found some, that'd be fantastic, but I don't believe there's any just laying around. Just laying, laying around beer. Just, just laying around Thanks, go on. Like, you know, check your couch cushions and stuff for beer, just in case. <laughs> this is the best, best couch cushion pull ever. I found a six-pack. Fuck. I found, a, I found an entire six-pack of beer so cold. in my couch, in the keep, couch keep cushions. Keep going. It's deep cushions. Maybe there's, like, a car or something down there. Wait, why isn't that a thing? Why isn't there a... Oh, there probably is a couch that you can just flip up the pillow and there's a cooler in there. There definitely is. Yeah, that's got to be a thing. James Bond couch, except you replace the guns for beer. <laughs> Cognitive Contortions is a podcast designed with the intent of diving deep into a variety of conspiracy theories. While the hosts have closely examined the information available, it should be noted that they are not experts in any field of any kind. The following audio content is intended for entertainment purposes only and can tend to be offensive, though it seems pertinent to acknowledge that depending on who you are, almost anything could be considered offensive. And the data presented should only be critiqued by the laziest of critics. Enjoy. The Pope is a lizard and so is the Queen who murdered Diana and got away clean. Obama's a Kenyan and Reagan just have it pop out with beer. Man, have <laughs> you ever seen the movie uh, Empire? It's got John Leguizamo and Fat Joe in it. I immediately went to the show Empire and was like, never watched it. Never watched it. Empire's like, it's kind of a slow movie, but it's pretty good. Well, like crime drama. And um, there's a... Just a little one. I assume no one's going to watch it because no one has seen it yet, so I'm just going to tell you about something. Sure. But there's a, a shootout in... Fat Joe's house. He's just a big fat motherfucker. You all know who Fat Joe is, right? Yeah. And he's no. just like, he's just sitting on the couch, no. and they're in here like shooting and shit. And he like pulls something on the couch, and this fucking shotgun just comes flying from behind, like over him like this, and lands in his hand, and he starts fucking shooting. <laughs> and he's got like his little like bar air, and he's just like shooting through it, and people are like jumping over it and shit. And he's just like he does never moves from it. He gets fucking killed, obviously. <laughs> but he's just sitting on the couch shooting. That's and amazing. I just thought about that. Yeah, I was gonna say so he just pulls that, and it's just like. Yeah, you know, when people bust in and have guns on you, you can kick it and pull out a beer and be like, "All right." <laughs> I was gonna say, I want, uh, I want my house to be like uh, the the Punisher movie, where he just like has uh, all over the place. He's like hitting things, like and stuff, a gun pop it like all over the house. Yeah. He just like hit a wall and like a beer pops out of the <laughs> pops out of the cabinet, just like ah, I got the beer under here and the couch and like the bathroom. You like hit a button, beer pops down. Had <laughs> a feather come out of thin air. When I you saw didn't. that. <laughs> Regardless of whether you intend to, like, watch the whole season of Curb, I don't know if you've been, like, keeping up with it or not, this last episode has John Hamm in it, because John Hamm oh, yeah? is doing a movie about a, like, fictional, I guess, person, I think. Like, who... in real life he's doing this? No, in the show. Okay. He's doing a movie 
the character is based on Larry David, basically. So he's just hanging out with Larry and shadowing him and trying to, like, just see how he does things and pick up his mannerisms. Oh and, dude, gosh. some of the scenes are because Larry is so Larry and John Hamm is sitting beside him and they're just, like, saying the same shit and John Hamm's being such a fuck. <laughs> and, like, at one point, like, he slash they get kicked out of someone's house. He's like, you get the fuck out too, John Hamm. He's like, thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> I think I saw... It's so funny. You probably saw a preview for it. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. So, Do you remember the episode? That's something I need. the I... episode when they... I forget where they were, and Larry was, like, bothered because the table was wobbly? Mm-hmm. Was like, it's a fucking wobbly table. <laughs> I can't. It's not... It's not gonna be... I'll, I'll watch yeah, it. yeah, you watch it. I'll watch it. It's so fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> just to just to answer your question from last week, I finally got around to looking it up and figuring out, uh, lakes are so brave... The lyrics, at least for that line, is "Hose so busted, hose is so crusty." <laughs> Lakes are so brave. Lakes are so brave is actually and, and much yes, better. Yes, and that it <laughs> translates into the forces were angry. Lakes are so brave. <laughs> huh. What about a uh, crucifix that, that, studio? The, what crucifix studio? Oh, crucifixion studio. Hold on, that's uh, uh fuck a stupid hoe. You yeah. stupid hoe and fuck a stupid hoe. I said fuck a stupid hoe and fuck a stupid hoe. I said fuck a hoe and fuck a stupid hoe. I am a lady. It's like these translations just came from somebody yelling the lyrics <laughs> over like really loud noise. What? Crucifixion Studio? All right. <laughs> oh, love it. But yeah, that was uh, from last week's segment. The You should go back and listen to it, listener. A whole seven calendar days ago. This is really weird. Mm. So I added <laughs> the, the, the little whistle. I added the live video to my story. I'm worried that it's coming through every time and just it him is. talking. It's <laughs> <laughs> and some of the comments are like completely out of order. Yeah. So in the very beginning of the video, it has Chanel saying. I'd buy it. Penis stars. Hashtag snatch for CC. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, none of that has been addressed yet. Nope. She's That's a fucking fantastic. time traveler. <laughs> hey, I feel like that makes it funnier. I think it makes it wonderful. You know what else is wonderful? Everybody coming back together for one more good Cognitive yeah. Contortions podcast episode. Welcome Here back, we everybody, to uh, the Cognitive Contortions podcast. I am your host, Tyler John Henry. Are we oh, plotting I, for things in my head? Plotting for you, friend. Oh, okay. Thank you. Wouldn't be so here without you. Who else stuff? Who else would like to introduce themselves? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Other people. Yeah. Oh. I'm uh, still Quaylu Charlie. Ah. Whatever I am today. Joey P. Joey P. Joey P. Joey P. Two weeks in a row, Joey P's back. Yeah, welcome back, sir. It's oh, like I never left. Oh, by the way, my brother once again voted no, fuck you. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And so did James. Oh. Is that how opposed as opposing what? what? So two, two against what, how many? It was uh, four votes for hell yeah, brother, and three for no, fuck you. Wow. But you got it anyway, and we showed them, because two whole people that didn't vote watched it. <laughs> oh, Thank you, two people, last week. That's upsetting. All right, well, uh, so we're going to go ahead and finish finish off some other disappointing stuff here, which is getting abducted by aliens. That seems a little disappointing to me. Could be wrong. 
I'm removing this. But I feel like it would what? be. I'd be excited. Oh. A little disappointed. Should I have left it? Yeah, probably. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They should have watched it live. Damn. <laughs> Those Fair two enough. people, like, Those they're an elite group. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only ones. That was for you. Let's see, where do we We left off with publicity after the hypnosis sessions. Sessions. So after uh, after they're coming forward publicly and going through their hypnotic sessions, the Hills basically went on to live like relatively regular lives. Uh, they were willing to discuss the alleged UFO encounter with friends, family, and the occasional UFO researcher, but the Hills apparently made no effort to actually really speak out publicly about it. It's um, another reason I like. I at least believe a hundred percent that they believe that that happened, and I believe that they weren't probably, just like making it up. Yeah, and I believe probably sixty percent that there's a pretty good chance that fucking happened. That does take a chunk out of my skepticism. Like but when you don't use it for anything. Yeah, well, that's just a weird story. Then that's <laughs> just a fucking weird ass bonkers story that you insist upon till you die, but don't try to like. A lot of people believe you, and you're like, I don't, don't want to capitalize. Yeah. yeah. Um. How interesting. Yeah. On October 25th, 1965, a front-page story in the Boston Traveler asked T-Rex hands, UFO chilla, did they seize the couple? Reporter John H. Luttrell of the Traveler had allegedly been given an audio tape recording of the lecture that the Hills made uh, in Quincy Center in late 1963, one of the few public times they did talk about it. Uh, Luttrell learned that the Hills had undergone hypnosis of Simon. He also obtained the notes from confidential interviews that the Hills had given to UFO investigators, and on October 26th, the uh, UPI, United Press International, picked up Luttrell's story, and the Hills earned international attention. So, like, they didn't try to find it. He found them. So that's a, that's another one of those things that kind of is like, I yeah. don't really think that they're lying for any reason, because you'd think that if you really wanted... Like, not only were they not trying to, like, capitalize on it, they weren't even trying to, like, publicize it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, remember, like, the first people they openly went and spoke to him about were, like, people at their church. Yeah. Like, you don't do that unless you really fucking need to talk to somebody about something and you actually trust the people at your church. Because yeah. they're, like we said, they're not the most open-minded it's like just go or supportive. To talk to the most judgmental people in the world. Mm-hmm. Just on the off chance it'll make you famous. <laughs> about this thing that would 100% in their minds at least contradict everything they believe. Yeah. Um, in 1966, a writer named John G. Fuller secured the Corporation of the Hills and uh, Simon and wrote the book The Interrupted Journey uh, about the case overall. Uh, the book included a copy of Betty's sketch of the star map and was a quick success. It also went through several printings. Later in life, and again, this, an author wrote that, not mm -hmm. for them, not them, <clears throat> somebody else who like got all of their information and wrote it. It's pretty uh, interesting. Later in life, Betty had claimed to have seen UFOs a number of times after the initial abduction, once she got a little bit older, and she became a little bit of a celebrity in the UFO community. So she did kind of speak more as she but got older. Celebrity in the UFO community. Exactly. <laughs> uh, she's real cool to, like, funny geez. people. <laughs> uh, she had no friends. Um, yes. Barney uh, died of cerebral hemorrhage on February 25th in 1969. Government. So only about six like years. I mean, honestly, maybe it was only about when was uh, Hillary Clinton born? seven she was suicided. years. It was her first thing she did. She was in preschool. She was probably born before that. She would have been about 12. That's old enough, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the suicide someone. <laughs> she Clintoned him before she was a Clinton. Damn. So, 
that's how that's how Bill noticed her. Like, oh, I saw how you killed that Barney Hill. <laughs> I really like that. What was it? He saw a UFO. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, me too. Me too, baby. Me, 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 me too. There, Hillary. Me too. So Barney died of a cerebral hemorrhage, though, uh, February twenty fifth of nineteen sixty nine, when he was forty six years old. Uh, Betty Hill died, however, of cancer in 2004 when she was 85, having never remarried because she, you know, she was a good, she was a good lady. Good, good lady. She's a good lady. Good. Also, That's probably a good woman back then. <laughs> probably not a lot of, <laughs> probably not a lot of people who want to marry a UFO famous person no. yeah, first day it's just like i was abducted by aliens <laughs> <laughs> to say, honestly that's probably it's why she intro conversation I, I assume that's probably why she started speaking more about it publicly and like hanging out within that community because like her dating game <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's trying to keep it tight <laughs> you know she's gotta play is gonna play she's gotta get the aliens back so that's how betty that's how Lakes betty are so brave Lakes Lakes are so brave. are so brave and betty knows that tweeting it she knows. <laughs> um, no, I would assume that just because, like, if, especially if her husband died, yeah. at that point you don't really have anyone else even remotely close to talk to about that kind of an experience. You're going to try to find somebody else. Yeah. Defines your life or so occupies brave. your thoughts a lot. I would assume that if I got abducted by aliens, I'd probably think about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that would like... be probably my whole life at that point. Yeah. I think I'm, yeah, I'd dive real into that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take me with you please just don't bring me back next time stop it kill me or take <laughs> see, me see what else is out there don't put me back um we get into uh the, one of the last little things here's the analyzing the actual star map that betty tried to to draw the one that looks kind of like a penis mm-hmm. apparently from last week we looked we looked that up last week was yeah. it orion's penis some and, uh... obscure <laughs> <laughs> also hillary clinton was born in 1947 yeah she was old enough to start offending people 22 Hillary, I like how you kill that Barney. <laughs> What'd you say? We get married. Go to the White House. 1968, Marjorie Fish of Oak Harbor, Ohio, read Fuller's uh, UFO. Is, he? is it now? Oh. Let's just pass right. around the photos for everybody. Let me see. Oh. Pass around the photos for all the listeners. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Can you see it? Oh my God. <laughs> In 1968, Marjorie Fish of Oak Harbor, Ohio, read Fuller's Interrupted Journey, the book uh, written about the hills I mentioned a little bit ago. She was an elementary school teacher and an uh, amateur astronomer. Animer. An animer, (laughs) Animer and animer. (laughs) And an animaniac. Uh, Intrigued by the star map, uh, Fish wondered if it might be uh, deciphered in some way to determine which star system the UFO could have come from. Assuming that one of the 15 stars on the map must represent the Earth's sun, Fish constructed a three-dimensional model of nearby sun-like stars, uh, stars deemed to have the characteristics that could support life, such as that found on Earth, basically. And using threads and bees based on stellar distances on those published in the 1969 Gliese Star Catalog, uh, studying thousands of vantage points over several years, the only one that seemed to match the hill map was from the viewpoint of the double star system Zeta Reticuli. And Clitus. Zeta Reticuli and Clitus, yes. Fish sent her analysis to Webb, uh, and agreeing with her conclusions, Webb sent the map to Terence Dickinson, author of the popular magazine Astronomy. Uh, Dixon did not endorse Fish and Webb's conclusions, but for the first time in the journal's history, Astronomy did invite comments and the debate on a UFO report, starting with an open article in the December 1974 issue 
Uh, for about a year after that, the opinions page of astronomy carried arguments for and against Fish's star map. Notable was an argument made by Carl Sagan, uh, the guy who kind of... Uh, what would the fucking word be? Not sponsored. Mentored. The guy who, like, mentored uh, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, the guy who knew word knew word yeah. deGrasse Tyson. Knew yeah. word deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Um, but the him and another guy named Steven Soder, who was pretty prominent in the, that time too, arguing what? that these <laughs> <laughs> arguing that uh, knee knee Wait, 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 wait. knee were knee knee were Good job, you guys. Knee-wer. Knee-wer. And that was multiple words from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, one word multiple times from our sponsor. From our T-Rex hands. It's sponsor. the only word they've given us. <laughs> only word. You sure oh. haven't given us a shirt. Oh. Or a sponsorship. Mm. They probably don't even have Niwar shirts. They don't. They don't. No, they, we, they, we told us. they already told oh, us. Oh, great. They said they were working on it. Hopefully they'll give us one for free and that'll be our sponsorship. Oh, it'd be awesome if it was personalized for you guys just because you're the only people to ever ask. <laughs> Holy shit. That would be, be awesome. Fantastic. <gasps> <laughs> me and Aaron both did the same thing we're like laughing like <laughs> wait a oh, second <laughs> wait we gotta keep asking so it they sounds don't funny but it's awesome uh but yeah uh Carl Sagan and Steven Soder basically both argued that see uh the seeming T-Rex hand star map was little more than a random alignment of chance points uh, in an episode of Cosmos in 1980, Sagan demonstrated that without the lines drawn in the maps, the hill map bore absolutely no resemblance to the real-life map. In contrast, those more favorable to the map, such as David Saunders, a statistician who uh, had been on the Condon UFO study, argued that the unusual alignment of the key sun-like stars in the plane centered around Zeta Reticuli, first described by Fish was statistically improbable to have been happened by uh, or was statistically improbable to have happened by chance from a random group of stars in our immediate neighborhood. Hmm. In the early 1990s, the European hip, uh, Hipparchos the European high precision parallax there's so many Satellite. big words happening. Yes. You lost me. We're all too dumb. We're all too dumb for this. <laughs> the, yeah. The uh, the European Hipparchos Hipparchos just stands for the high precision parallax collecting satellite. It's a satellite. It's got an acronym. It is real good. Does its job with precision. It says <laughs> so in the name. It's, it's it does good. it with high precision. Real good. Real good high satellite. Precision. Real good high satellite. satellite. Oh, we're too dumb for those big words. Yes. The yeah, satellite does real good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it started on its mission, which measured the distances to more than 100,000 stars around the sun more accurately than ever before. Satellite did real good. Satellite <laughs> <laughs> did real good. Great audio content. Great, great audio content. Um, yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, the, the European Hipparchos basically was a satellite that measured the distances of more than 100,000 stars around the sun more accurately than we'd ever been able to measure before, and it showed that some of the stars in Fish's interpretation of the map were, in fact, much further away than previously thought. Uh, other research revealed that some stars counted by Fish as likely to host life would have to be excluded by her own criteria, while some other stars, which have been discounted by Fish, have been recognized as potential habitable planets. Results such as these led Fish herself to reject her own hypothesis eventually down the road in a public statement. The book itself specifically details a lot of the uh, the claims that came from the Hills. Excerpts of the book were published in Look Magazine, and it went on to sell a lot of copies and greatly publicize the Hills account in general. Um, Look Magazine. 
That just sounds like a tabloid. <laughs> like, look! Doesn't it? What? It's over there. What is it? It's a magazine. Aliens! <laughs> the Hills! They were abducted. Fucking Betty. <laughs> I fucking knew that bitch. <laughs> her and her husband got tiny holes. <laughs> Who's are smaller? Betty's or Barney's? Yeah, definitely Betty's. Betty's. Barney got stretched out in the abduction, remember? Ooh, anyone else hurt from that? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what she was remembering, not some hologram of space and shit. It was really just like him in a glass tube when they were sucking the shit out of him. That's a good point. That's what the, the star map was. Where are you guys from? And they just like open up a shade and it's What her is husband. she asking? I don't know. <laughs> he's over there. He's fine. He's, he's, he's over there. He's just getting his holes, you know, jerked and filled. Oh, getting his holes stretched. We gotta see what comes getting out of him. His holes. <laughs> uh. God, all right. Uh, there was also a book called Captured, the Betty and Barney Hill UFO Experience by Kathleen Martin, which further explored Fuller's themes along with scientist Stanton F. Friedman uh, and Martin, who was Betty Hill's niece, knew Betty well and had spoken with her at great length about the encounter. She also examined all of the historical records and scientific reports pertaining to the case and transcribed the Hill's hypnosis sessions with Benjamin Simon for her detailed comparative analysis. So there, again, yeah, when I said this was like the most notable UFO case in American history, it legitimately is. It was one of the first really big ones that popped up. It has probably the most credibility and a lot of, uh, just a lot of people who seem relatively credible got involved to kind of look further into it. Uh, since then, I don't, like, I don't really know of any other abductions that are quite as popular or as well documented as this one. Like, I know there's plenty of people who claim to have been abducted, but I think most people, especially now, kind of like what Joe had said last week was, uh, (laughs) seven calendar days ago, was, um, just along the lines of, like, sometime in the 70s, the whole UFO stuff seemed to drop off a little bit. so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I know. Part of that was that in the 50s and 60s, the CIA started uh, sending people, basically like the men in black, to go and talk to individuals who had claimed to have seen UFO reports mm-hmm. and interview them. And based off of, uh, from like Pro- uh, Project Blue Book and stuff, that was one of the subsidized things under MK Ultra for a short period of time. What they had decided to do was to start an anti-UFO information campaign because they basically thought that the United States citizens, that we are too... Uh, too susceptible or too likely to panic and too prone to pandemonium and stuff. So they just kind of wanted to start telling people that, like, don't worry about UFOs. That's not a real thing. There's no problem because if we believe that they were real, we might freak the fuck out. Yeah, Yeah, probably. I mean, you got to think it's like anything else. It probably tapered off because the interest stopped. Like, yeah. Well, Not as many point. people were coming forward, or well, in the seventies, seventies and eighties is when crop. Yeah, seventies and eighties though is when crop circles started to get really big. No, oh, so it just evolved into something. Yeah, new. so I think I think fifties, sixties, and kind of getting into the seventies a little bit was when uh, Area Fifty One was really big. But also another guy, I think it was uh, Bob Lazar. We will talk about him down the road. Watch his specifically. documentary. It's really yeah. good. Specifically, when we talk about Area Fifty One, we're going to talk about Bob Lazar. That guy is fucking stuff. incredible. Um, which but one, which one was he? He we, haven't really, we haven't talked about him much. Oh. <laughs> Most of I any, said, I think he said Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. Sorry. Oh, he was Same the one thing. with the, the Pokemon yeah. with the, the leaves on his back. Razor blade. Pokemon. Razor leaf. Pokemon. Yeah, razor leaf. Yeah, that was yeah. one of his. And sunbeam. Pokemon. It's like an Pokemon with an onion for a shell. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, my girlfriend would flip out if she heard me say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, um, good thing, good thing. Along with the other seven billion people on the planet, she's not going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs> uh, when you kind of get into more recent stuff and after the fact, uh, psychiatrists, though, especially people who kind of refute the Hill's claims and any potential idea of aliens, just to give the skeptical side, because we've weirdly all been a little bit like, yeah, probably with this one more than we have been with other things we've talked about. Yeah. We want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want to believe, man. I want to believe that the aliens it. are real and that the earth is not flat. That's all I need to believe. Yeah. So, to be fair, yeah. That's all I need to keep me going. I mean, we made fun of reptilians, but I like probably mostly just David Icke is fucking off his goddamn rocker, <laughs> and that's fun to talk about. Old um, daddy, old daddy Eichmann. Old daddy Eichmann. So, uh, psychiatrists though later suggested that the supposed abduction was a hallucination. And this sounds like a little bit of bullshit to me, you guys, but tell me what you think. Uh, Psychiatrists later suggested that it was a hallucination brought on by the stress of being an interracial couple in the early 1960s United States. That sounds kind of like some fucking bullshit from some people who might have some racial prejudices a little bit. It's like, that seems like a big leap there. Just like, well, maybe. It's because of this. You're uh-huh. like, where did that even come from? We got abducted by aliens. Yeah, I bet it's probably because one of you is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> think about that, did you? Did you think about that? Like, oh my gosh, we never thought of that as an option. Wouldn't it be crazy if that turned out to actually be the like, <laughs> like, whoa, that's weird. We don't see that anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they got fucking... These oh, two man. are really progressive. We got to see what the fuck is up with them. Man, that's a good point. I, yeah, it makes. I put stuff in like, their holes. <laughs> <laughs> put stuff in their holes. They're different. Why are they together? <laughs> this whole planet is segregated. I mean, we look at like blowing it wide open. I was gonna make it. <laughs> blowing the holes wide open. Basically, if you just remove the word hallucination. <laughs> Yeah. The abduction was brought on by the fact that they were an interracial couple in the 1960s. Oh my gosh. We're uh, proving the wrong aliens are so pro- <laughs> Aliens are so progressive. Uh, Betty discounted the suggestion, though, saying that her relationship with Barney was very happy and that their interracial marriage caused no notable problems with her friends or family. Well, fucking yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, like, I, again, 100% believe her, too. She was obviously pretty happy with him. She never got married again. Yeah. She had, like, 40 years or something to do so before she died. I'm afraid to ask a question. Mm. Uh, never mind. <laughs> go on. Which one of them was black? Barney was. Once you go black, you never go back. <laughs> Man. It was worth it. For it the, was worth it. It was worth for it. Her. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hashtag <laughs> As noted in the interrupted journey, uh, Simon thought that the Hill's marital status had nothing to do with the UFO encounter as well. Uh, a skeptic blogger just wanted to let that hang in the air so we could all realize that's a fucking job, apparently. Just like Barney. Brian Dunning noted that the... Uh, Here's the thing. I don't know about that. <laughs> His name would be Ooh. something like Dunning. It just sounds like... <laughs> and it's fucking Dunning. <laughs> Dunning, and I'm skeptic. I'm going to blog about it. (laughs) Brian Dunning noted that the uh, hypnosis sessions occurred over two years after the reported abductions, which afforded the couple plenty of time to discuss their encounter. Dunning concluded that the Hill's uh, T-Rex hands inventive tale from the mind of a lifelong UFO fanatic is unsupported by any useful evidence and is perfectly consistent with the purely natural explanation. 
I don't know what he Which means is. by the exactly because <laughs> yeah, right? he didn't really say. At least it's not spelled out here for me, and I haven't taken the time to look it up because I would have to go diving through <laughs> a skeptic like, blogger's like a real, blog, and I'm not going to do that. That was a real like dot 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 scenario. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, he added that a timeline analysis of the two Air Force radar sightings from that night in the Project Blue Book record shows that neither correlated with the Hills story. The Air Force concluded that both targets were probably weather balloons that they had seen. Uh, I, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like, that's I've, a popular <laughs> excuse, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is a very, that's a very common one. And I, I also think that, like, I feel like if they wanted to hide, they could. Especially, like, flying in under the radar and stuff. Like, when they talk about seeing the UFO, they were saying they saw it pretty low to the ground. I mean, it was fucking, like, 40 feet above their car at one point. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's not popping up. That's probably not popping up on a radar. It was in mountains. It could fly pretty low. And, again, they're fucking aliens from another place. If that's real, they probably know how to hide from our shitty little yeah, radar. Probably figured out... Way past our stupid little technologies. Our goddamn little well, no, black popped up on the radar of that Navy what? jet fighter. Yeah, but that was like in 2004. Oh. Not in 1964. Excellent. That was point. back when like the screens <laughs> that we had were like a Pip Boy. Now it's like a fancier Pip Boy. Uh, we talked about the little Tic Tac video. Okay. Which we could go. We'll get into deeper stuff with that too when we talk probably about Bob Lazar down the road. But. Uh, in his article in 1990, uh, Martin Kottmeyer wrote an article called Entirely Unpredisposed, suggesting that Barney's memories revealed under hypnosis might have been influenced by an episode of the science fiction television show The Outer Limits, titled The Bolero Shield, which was broadcast about two weeks before Barney's first hypnotic session. In other words, you watch too much TV. You watch too much TV. You don't look the same. Of course, rot, you got rot stressed. Your, rot your brains. Rot your brains. Have you tried cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, smoke a pack a day. It'll calm you down. Um, yeah, it was broadcast about two weeks before his first hypnotic session. The episode featured an extraterrestrial with large oh. eyes who says, in all the universes and all the unities beyond the universes and all who have eyes have eyes that speak. So all who have eyes have eyes to speak. Uh, the report from the regression featured a scenario that was in some respects similar to the television show. In part, Kottmeyer wrote, <clears throat> Wraparound eyes are an extreme rarity in science fiction films. Mm, I know of only one instance. They appeared on the alien of an episode of an old TV series, The Outer Limits, entitled The Bolero Shield. <laughs> a person familiar with Barney's sketch in The Interrupted Journey, and the sketch done in collaboration with the artist David Baker, will find a mm, T-Rex hands frisian of mm, T-Rex hands deja vu. <laughs> creeping up his spine <laughs> creeping up his spine when like seeing that. this episode the resemblance is much abated by an absence of ears hair and nose on both aliens could it be by chance consider this barney first described and drew the wraparound eyes during the hypnosis session dated 22nd february 1964 he can't even say his dates like a normal person this fucking guy the bolero <laughs> shield was first broadcast on 10 february 1964 only 12 days separate the two instances oh. If the identification is admitted the commonness of wraparound eyes in the abduction literature falls to cultural forces it's a fancy way of saying, I think he saw a thing on TV, and yeah. that's what he thought he saw in the actual thing. Were doctors that's what he thought he saw in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we when... covered that. <laughs> they just they just they just charge a whole lot more now. <laughs> yeah, we covered that last week. Yeah. Uh, what for my education, man? Like <laughs> I went through so many years of this shit. <laughs> uh, when a different researcher asked Betty about the outer limits, she insisted she'd never heard of it. So there's that. Kottmeyer mm. also pointed out that some motifs in the Hills account were present in the 1953 film Invaders from Mars. A careful analysis of Barney's description of the non-human entities that he observed reveals significant similarities between the T-Rex and Bifrost Man and Barney's descriptive details. Uh, one must also take into account Barney's conscious, continuous recall of the entities that he observed in the hovering craft. They were dressed in black, shiny uniforms and were, as he said, T-Rex hands, somehow not human. Uh, Jim McDonald, a resident of the area in which the Hills claimed to have been abducted, had produced a detailed analysis of their journey, which concluded that the episode was provoked by their misperceiving an aircraft warning beacon on Cannon Mountain as a UFO. <sighs> Along with watching too much TV. And, yeah, too much TV... <clears throat> Interracial couple. Uh, you're, you're, one you doesn't look the same. Things, all of these things add up. To you suddenly hallucinating a 40 fucking foot wide saucer hovering <laughs> above you and people shoving stuff up your ass. Yes. I agree. I mean, hallucinate, fantasize, whatever. Yeah. Drive 40 miles the opposite direction because... <laughs> um, yeah, he also said that McDonald knows that the, the, from the road that the hills took, a beacon appears and disappears at exactly the same time the hills describe the UFO as appearing and disappearing. The remainder of the experience is ascribed to stress, sleep deprivation, and false memories T-Rex hands recovered under hypnosis. After reading McDonald's uh, recreation... Recreation, sorry. That's... Those two words are spelled very... <laughs> Similar. After, yeah, after uh, reading <laughs> McDonald's recreation, UFO uh, expert Robert Schaefer writes that the Hills are the T Rex dance poster children for not driving when sleep deprived. What? I don't know. Uh, McDonald argues. Is literally every excuse they Is there any like, corroboration to that? Or there's like, nah, didn't sleep enough. They're tired. Saw the TV. Well, they did. If they drove He's straight. black. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. McDonald's article focuses primarily on the Hill's observations of the light in the sky and the timing of the journey, discounting the Hill's accounts of close encounters south of Count, uh, Cannon Mountain as a recovered memories. Basically, just, that's all made I up. I mean, like, I don't know much about hypnosis, but is, I assume that's not something you can, like, fake or, like, lie. <sighs> or maybe? I don't know. I, like I said, I don't you've know. you had training. <laughs> well, so, there's a there's actually, like, a hypnotist comedian that comes through Baltimore. Sometimes he goes to McGooby's and Quay and I have randomly been twice. Like, uh, we never go on purpose. It's just like, eh, fuck it, let's just see what's hey, what, going on at McGooby's. What is McGooby's? It's a uh, comedy house. Oh. They just host comedy like you, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We accidentally end up at a comedy house. No, we, ended, we accidentally <laughs> ended up at his show. <laughs> we, went, we went on purpose to the comedy house. <laughs> we weren't sure who was like, going to be there. Okay. Like, she got, go she, got a funny name. Let's go. Yeah, she would win, like, free tickets or some shit, or she'd get them off Groupon really cheap, and we would have them and need to use them. But we've seen him twice, and I don't know. It's the kind of thing, like, you can't really get hypnotized unless you want to be hypnotized. So you have to be willing to be hypnotized. So you're saying they were willing to be hypnotized? Yeah, they wanted to. They had. They had to let it happen. Like the, when the guy's giving you suggestions, you could just go "fuck you" and walk away. Like there's <laughs> never in the movies when somebody pulls out like a little watch. You're not like. You're not like. Have you ever seen anything like moving like a pendulum and just been like, "Dude, I gotta stare at it." I never look at them. Depends on the thing. <laughs> just, just in case. Fair enough. 
Right if it's Barney's dick, you never know. Just oh my gosh, look at it. So, hey, no, you're not hitting the tiger. I gotta draw a map. <laughs> yeah, um, looking at it. I gotta draw a map. Yeah, <laughs> look at that dick. Oh, look at that dick. <laughs> draw a map. Draw a map of that dick. <laughs> Barney, sit still. I gotta map your cock out. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the hypnotist though. Generally speaking, when somebody because it'll happen, he has them like up on stage and he's making them do dumb shit and just it's funny. Uh, but sometimes like people will kind of come out of it in the middle of it, and he can tell. Or he can tell if they're faking. Because at a certain point, like, there is, there is, like, you can even sitting in the audience sometimes tell when somebody kind of, like, wakes up and then just starts going along with it, as opposed to the people who are legitimately hypnotized, because they're kind of, like, fucking halfway out of it. And some of them are saying things that they would not normally say. Damn. One girl admitted she was there with two different dates and called one of those guys' dads a fuckboy. <sighs> Interesting. So... Damn. I don't think you would just do that unless that's like the most clever ruse ever of how to dump one of these two guys. How did she go on a date with two people? I think they know. Like, like she wasn't like dating them, just like seeing them. So they were like, yeah, I'm going to go to this thing if you both want to come. And they were both like, fuck it. All right, I'll be cooler. As long as we can all fuck after. As long as we can all get jiggy with it. Getting jiggy. That's it. very interesting. Big William mm-hmm. style. Big William style. The main thing I took from that was just that she called the one guy's dad a fuck boy. Yeah, and that's I don't amazing. think she would have said that if she wasn't hey. a little bit hypnotized. Truth hurts, fuck boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you gotta think. Like, there are people who swear by hypnosis for quitting smoking. I don't know why I keep using that today. Yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Somebody wants a cigarette earlier. Somebody wants a cigarette. Throw off. Um, What was I saying? (laughs) (laughs) Hypnosis. Oh yeah, the hypnosis for like quitting cigarettes. There are people who swear by that and say like change their life and they never touched a cigarette again. But there are other people who are like, it's fucking hypnosis. It's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. It's mostly. Yeah, it definitely depends on the person. Yeah. I find myself more lying in the like the skeptics range. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have to be like easily influenced. I feel like. Yeah, that's... We wouldn't be able to be hypnotized. You have to be yeah. willing. I would, like, go... Like you, you, like you said... Huh? Would, you have to be <laughs> Like you said, I would, like, go to, like, the hypnotist and be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, I mean, he's pretty open about it. It's like, you have to... You have to be willing to be hypnotized. You have to want to be hypnotized, and you have to be willing. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Like, he's yeah. not... He's he's very open about it when he does it. He's like, I've been doing this for, like, 20 years. If you don't want it, if you're going to play... If you're, if you're going to come on the stage to prove something... Don't come up here because it's not going to work. I'll tell you that right now. It won't work. 2020. That's why you, you can watch. Want it. Yeah, you if can watch. I got to feel like you want it. I got I to know you. you. I need you to say the words I want it. Just have someone come up on stage like, nah, you don't want it. <laughs> get out of here. 2020, you got to get consent. <laughs> Even especially when hypnotizing people. Sign this form. Don't, don't, don't read it. Just sign it. Uh. It's fine. We're cool. I'm gonna head out. Fine. I'm gonna walk. Uh, Robert. Which way is the safe way? That way. That way. You go down. (laughs) Everybody pointed in different directions. (laughs) Yes. There. It's Baltimore. There is no. There's every direction is safe, and none of them are safe. If you run as fast as possible, you'll be home safe. Yeah, you'll get you'll get to a safe spot shortly. (laughs) Description. Pretty accurate description of Baltimore. It's like, yeah, it's a safer safe neighborhood, and then it's not. If you go any direction for at least two to three blocks, you'll be safe. You have like one block, it's safe. Don't go anywhere else. The other day, Tasia said that she hasn't been able to... Part of the reason she hasn't stayed over much is because she hasn't really been able to feel comfortable since we got broken into. 
And I was like, I mean, we got a new door. And it doesn't have a window anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got a new door. I was like, we got a new door. And I said, you know, I said, the best thing you could have done is break in in the middle of the day. I said, because fortunately with sleep apnea, I don't actually sleep. So if someone tries to break in in the basement in the middle of the night, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to kill them. Yeah. And I was like, so the best thing that could happen is for someone to break in while we are T-Rex hands sleeping. I said, but also that was a one-off because Hamden is definitely safer than Canton. I was like, someone oh, just stole that. your fucking propane tank like a Canton, week ago. Like, yeah. there was the, it, the one guy that was struggling to open up the, the like back gate that thankfully I broke in anger. <laughs> That's why he couldn't open it. And then, like, and then, like, two weeks ago, someone stole the propane tank. And they're like, yeah. yeah, so a guy broke into our house, like, one time. Propane's not that expensive. <laughs> Some guy yeah, broke like, into your backyard. I mean, it's... Is that one of those things? Is there, like, a, is there like a black market? Yeah, like, like industry why do people steal the probably. weirdest shit? Well, no, I heard, like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. If I'm about to make some burgers and I don't have propane and the guy, like, three blocks down does, I'm taking his fucking... <laughs> at least for yeah, the remember afternoon. Remember when, we were about to, when we were about to grill and we realized that we were out of propane? You like, could have just imagine taken just somebody's. Like, you know, maybe in the middle of the night you're trying to make some night burgers and you're like, oh, fuck. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to make some night burgers. I'm out of propane. I know fucking white neighbors have some propane. Let's get it from them. <laughs> what I was going to say is like you see everywhere. Uh, All white in, people have propane just laying around. Everywhere yes. in grocery stores and stuff like that. Or like at Walmart, they have like, for one, they have the soap locked up. And then like underwear. Like, oh. things that are not valuable or expensive. The CVS the next to my house, it's uh, body wash and nothing else in the store. <laughs> Dove body wash? It's fucking Old Spice. It's like, oh. just like the... Interesting. Like, $5 well, body wash heard, is locked I, up. Somebody told me, uh, we'll call it a reputable source, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Is it me? What? No. Oh, go on. <laughs> Was saying that they people sell, like, Dove soap on the street for, like... I don't know, thirty dollars for like a bottle of body wash. I'm like, it's not, it's not expensive. You can just go Ooh, buy it. It's yeah, like, it's like four bucks. If you buy it at the Hold store, on. you're saving money, like they're, a yeah, lot of money. They're acting like they're peddling the shit in a communist nation somewhere else. Yeah, like, yeah. who's but, but legitimately? It, though? But That's can, my question. You can buy it do, you, do you know you, what I you mean? Can, you can buy it without having to get someone to unlock it for you. See, that appeals to people like me who doesn't want to interact with the outside world. Right. I understand, That's fair. But, but my question... But no, you have to go find this guy. You and give him thirty dollars. But, <laughs> but that's that's, that's like what that guy. On the did, I, I send, did I just send you that picture? There was a guy. There was a guy at a gas station on the corner that had a booth set up that was selling Tide Pods. Oh my god! <laughs> For how much? I was just gonna say every like. Especially in warm weather, every day I pass the same lady in her front yard has like, <laughs> looks like a kid's lemonade stand, but it's fucking like laundry detergent bottles and like, I, I don't even know. I never stopped. I could just make out the Tide bottle because it's that big orange fucking thing with the Oh my <laughs> gosh. Dude, yeah, we, Quay and I have not bought Tide Pods for like a year and a half because some, they lock them up now too. no because somebody on the internet them slowly somebody on the internet had a bunch that she just bought in bulk and then like she had kids and she was like my kids are gonna eat these because apparently they're stupid <laughs> as fuck <laughs> so they she sold them to us for like 12 bucks so we we have like a year and a half's worth oh of Tide Pods because she was literally just like get them out of the house please this I, is I, no yeah, we, adults, and, we won't eat them and that very in that very small window there between you saying 
she had kids and they're stupid and they're going to eat them, my brain started wondering. Well, how do they taste though? Well, no. Before <laughs> before you said that they were eating them, she said she had all these Tide Pods and then she had kids. And I was like, is she not doing laundry anymore? <laughs> like, how do those things correlate? Well, the kids do the laundry. That's why you have the kids. <laughs> it's like why you don't do the dishes. You had the kids to do the dishes. You have, that's why you have kids. So, so if you were at uh, and they do all the a hose in the backyard. Go. Fort Jackson, South Carolina in August of 2018. Hmm. They you would have gotten a safety briefing on not eating the fucking Tide Pods <laughs> because I had to. Oh my oh gosh. 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 It was really more about uh, if you leave them in your pocket, which is a thing that happens. Like if you're taking your laundry down, you might just mm-hmm. throw a couple of them in your pocket so you don't have to carry the whole thing down if you're not going back up. Um, and they if you don't left turn them in, the pants will wash themselves. No, it's like a really severe chemical burn that oh, you get. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, because they melt in your pocket, and then it just like kind of runs down your leg, and the combination oh. of chemicals just does not agree with skin. Interesting. So when we're cleaning our clothes, react. we're really we're just trying to burn our skin off. Generous. Oh my god. Smart. Don't put these in your body, or on it. <laughs> don't don't put it on your body, let alone in it. What is wrong with you? Uh, I, How I, did we get on the subject? I don't know, but I will say, weird, weird I, I will water. say. Whoever is stealing deodorant, fuck you. Because I bought not only the wrong kind of deodorant, but also the wrong scent. Because I had to get someone to unlock it. And because I have so much social anxiety, I couldn't find the one I usually get. And she was standing there with the key. And I was just like freaked out. And I was like, yeah, open that one. And I grabbed something. I and it's like so hard. Because like, I use a certain scent and I use deodorant, like yeah. the blue shit. And I got antiperspirant, which is like getting white streaks all over my fucking shirts. Yeah, and it's a different well just, scent. You might as well just fucking rub some baby shit on my pits and let me have a rash. Because that's what happens with it. Yeah, sorry. I've, I've had that. Yeah, I hate that too. too. I bought like a... Th- Three pack once because it was just what was there, and I didn't want to ask the person for more. And I realized as soon as I got home, this is a bad scene. This is wrong. My, this pit's, is a on, bad scene. my pit's on fire, and I got three <laughs> sticks of this bullshit. So I, I, I've, I've started buying. <laughs> <laughs> I've started buying different soap, shampoo, and conditioner because they locked up what I used to use, exactly. and I don't want to have to talk to Fuck somebody. talking yeah. to someone. I'm not going to yep. talk to somebody to get them to open it for me. <laughs> Absolutely not. This is great. Thank you, right. that, that, that day that I sent you and Scott that picture of I was going to Walmart to buy underwear and I went to Target instead because I didn't <laughs> want to talk to somebody and have them open the cage. They have the like blank like undershirt t-shirts and underwear. Dude. The Walmart in Towson is in like it's a glass cage up. now. It's yeah. locked up. There was one time I was at Walmart yeah. in line. They got line jewelry and holding. watches just floating around free and loose, but fucking underwear and plain white t-shirts <laughs> are a Apparently a hot commodity right well, now. In I was standing in line <laughs> at Walmart holding a pack of underwear and some Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you knew where your night was at. Could <laughs> <laughs> I eat these fucking and Oreos? I'm very, I'm very serious about, my, pack of about my bubble. And the person behind me was standing so close to me oh, that dude, I... Is that just this city? Like, yeah. everyone yeah. does that, like, it. right up your ass. I was getting so mad that I was starting to shake. And I dropped everything I was holding and walked out the door and drove to Target. Wow. I was like, I'm either going to murder this person behind me or I'm going to waste gas, waste time, and go yeah. somewhere else. That's what I did. I don't The I convenient don't thing is the, the one in Towson is Target's right on the other side of the building. Good call. If only I had been at that one. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, one last thing. I've probably said that a couple times. but Or you just go to Canton where there isn't a Walmart. I, Yeah, because Canton's better. There's only a Target. 
I feel Ooh. like I feel like I have been more burdened by people stealing deodorant <laughs> than by someone breaking into our house. But, Probably but, because the the house break ins a one time thing. The deodorant is for the rest of your life. Yeah, here in and I have to talk to someone every time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's only gonna get worse. But think about having to put all those clothes away. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, DeAndre. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> aliens. Yes. Oh my gosh, we were talking about aliens. We were talking about aliens. I don't know how they got us on a deodorant. We, we did a, a lot of side talking. It happens. Yeah. That's so yeah. much side talking. But, I well, remember I'm, what we just talked about. If you have another segment you want to do, just let me know and I'll go live for our two viewers at home. Oh, I do have one more segment I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to finish this paragraph real quick here. Uh, where were we on this? A skeptical inquirer columnist Robert Schaefer wrote the following. Uh, he said, I was present uh, at the National UFO Conference in New York City in 1980. Wait, what is his name? Robert Schaefer. Schaefer? Schieffer, S-H-E-A-F-F-E-R, Schieffer. Robert Schieffer said, I was present at the National UFO Conference in New York City in 1980, at which Betty presented some of the UFO photos she had taken. She showed what must have been well over 200 slides, mostly of blips, blurs, and blobs against a dark background. They were supposed to be UFOs coming in close, chasing her car, landing, etc. After her talk... Had exceeded about twice its allotted time. Betty was literally jeered off the stage by what had been at first a very sympathetic audience. This incident, witnessed by many of UFOlogies, yes, this incident witnessed by many of unidentified flying objectologies leaders and top activists, removed any lingering doubts about Betty's credibility. She had none. Damn. I'm gonna say she was fucking old. Maybe that's what it was. Pretty mean. I'm just going to go with she was old. Not maybe that she had no credibility. Maybe at that point in her life she didn't have much because she's still trying to chase that UFO high. Trying to get that abduction buzz one more time. That abduction buzz. You know. Or sweet, sweet abduction. Get that alien Aliens don't read books. Or aliens don't read books. But their watches would never work (laughs) again. Man, how would they? Did they keep the watches the rest of their lives? I would. Why I mean, I kept it for a like while a month after they threw it out. <laughs> Never worked again. Yeah, he basically just says that in '95 she wrote a self-published book, a common sense approach to UFOs. It is filled with obviously delusional stories, such as seeing entire squadrons of UFOs in flight and a truck levitating above the freeway. Oh, levitating above the freeway. Levitating. 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 Uh, Schieffer later wrote that as late as 1977, Betty Hill would go on UFO vigils at least three times a week. During one evening, she was joined by UFO enthusiast John Oswald, and when asked about Betty's continuing UFO observations, Oswald stated she's not really seeing UFOs, but she is calling them that. Uh, On the night they went out together, Mrs. Hill was unable to distinguish between a landed UFO and a streetlight. In a later interview, Schieffer uh, recounts that Betty Hill wrote, UFOs are a new science and our science cannot explain them. And Robert Schieffer himself released 48 pages of archive documents relating to Betty and Barney Hill. 
Benjamin Simon and Philip J. Class on the internet in December of 23rd, 2015. Blah, blah, blah. Basically. Damn. That's kind of a sad story. Yeah. <laughs> she just, like, goes crazy at the yeah, end. By the end of it, she, yeah. I mean, I, I... Not a lot of people, to be fair, stay credible. Hmm. Like, they might come across as credible. But they, yeah, they either die or uh, <laughs> they get old and delusional or they get discredited one way or another <laughs> like joe biden <laughs> yes stop smelling people he was probably <laughs> dude how great was that website that was that awesome you really oh, had man me. oh man it threw me the, too i yeah like because i legitimately the was like, like what the fuck <laughs> like, why did aaron send us joe biden's fucking Just website joe biden.info man Joe Biden.info. smelling kids. Joe, Joe Biden.info, folks. You'll appreciate it. Go check that out. It's very informative. <laughs> I made my vote. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, let's stay credible forever. It, it makes me laugh because... But you do get to run for president. <laughs> Even if you were never credible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes me laugh because on Parks and Rec, she's like obsessed with Joe Biden. And now I go back and watch He was his... on the show, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you go back and watch those episodes. Leslie, nope. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's kind of like not not okay. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't even supposed to be there. He just wandered onto the set. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my gosh, there are kids here. To smell. They had to figure there out. There are kids to smell. Who's got to know where he is? Who's got the kids here? I can smell them from a while. <laughs> mile away i heard parks and i thought kids <laughs> oh man um, you're hey. here to park i'm here to wreck let's put it together <laughs> oh my god speaking of the white house uh he stays three tongue lengths away he's not breaking any laws <laughs> you can smell perfectly fine from that distance it's true oh my fuck since we were just briefly talking about uh the white house we were going to go ahead and get into our segment real quick here. This is, of course, a thousand hours from the brain of uh, Keaton Patty, who <laughs> pretended that he uh, was a bot that he fed a thousand hours of some shit to, and that it wrote the first page of a script. This week on the hypothetical bot that ate these thousand hours, White House press briefing. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Interior, the whitest house. <laughs> Sarah Huckabee Sanders angers her way up to the podium. Good afternoon, couple of announcements. I don't actually wish you a good afternoon, and the president hates you all. Questions? (laughs) Questions. The journalists raise their hands. There will be no answers. (laughs) Journalists still raise their hands. Damn accurate. The journalists still raise their hands. It's all they know. (laughs) Sarah continues, fine, but make the questions good or I'll explode into spotters. Journalist one, is the president downloading Russian spies into his son? Yes. Two things. One, if Russia is real, is real, show me it on this map, you news pig. Sarah holds up a map of Hogwarts, the wizard day camp. Sarah continues, you can't because it's not real. And two, the president does not exist. Next question. <laughs> Journalist number two, are we still building the wall? Sarah, I will have a wall belt with your questions and your bones. Each 
Each day you try to slay me. I get death threats. They feed me. A threat is a meal. I eat meals for meals. Three meals a day, ten times a day. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Journalist number three. Oh, yeah, why do you hold that glowing skull? Sarah does not answer. The skull glows brighter. (laughs) That was from the brain of Keaton Patty. Oh, my God. That was it. I'm always holding stuff. (laughs) Stop holding stuff, Joe. Why? So you can snap. So you can snap. I don't know why I'm holding it. Oh. Yeah, just (laughs) for no reason. It's always gotta, always gotta be holding something. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Um. Yeah, there's not really. Where can you find those? The list he makes of them? them. Yeah. I, yeah. He puts them on Twitter. Oh yeah. The, you the, make them. The comedian. No, the comedian Keaton Patty puts them on Twitter. <laughs> I find them and then read them humorously. I found a list of a bunch of them, and there's a few that still are just out there that I don't have, but I have one saved that's going to be our final. It's Ooh. a very special one, but we'll get to that once I run out of the other funny ones he's done. Interesting. Um. We got one. We got one viewer. It's Dad. Hey, hey, Dad. Hi, Dad. Hey, Dad. (laughs) Just so you know why you're watching this, Joe. Joey P. Joey P. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Got some video. Visual comedy is fantastic for uh, podcasts. Great. It's my favorite thing. So we started doing this for all of you. Hey. Oh, Scott's. Scott's Scott's watching. It's funny. Scott oh. used to be a part of this. Oh. <laughs> oh. Maybe one day. Crying ensues. Maybe he'll come back. Damn. So you can't let him see me because it's got to be a genuine reconnection when I see him. It's true. Joe's not here. See Scott. him again. T-Rex ends. <laughs> Joe's not here, and neither is the president. <laughs> neither is the president. Yeah. Mm. He's not real. That's not for sure. Real. He might might be. I wandered off. Uh. He's not out there. <laughs> yeah. Still no one out there. Yeah, I don't. I think that's pretty much it for the hills, you guys. There's really not a lot more. There's just the one. I mean, that there was, was kind of like a. That was a really sad ending to all that. <laughs> it really was. Well, there was that yeah, movie the made about him. She goes crazy. <laughs> there was that movie made about him with James Earl Jones. That was that was cool. Was he was a movie? Yeah, tell about that. It was a straight to TV movie, but it was a movie. Oh, what? Yeah. It was a straight. A 1975 movie. American made-for-television biographical film starring James Earl Jones and Estelle Parsons. The movie is called The UFO Incident. I feel like James James Earl Jones was Barney. (laughs) Yes. So that would have answered your question. Yeah, yeah, that's worth it. That's worth watching. James Earl Jones was Betty, obviously. (laughs) Still a Parsons. Well, I don't know. He could have been Man in Black or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) But he did play Hayden Christensen in that one movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, well, that's going to do it. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us, listener. I think. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. Uh, you, of course, can always reach out to us on the internet or through email if you'd like at ccontortions at gmail.com or at ccontortions on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Yeah, please. Uh, if you guys like, like listening to our show at home, please be sure to like, like that at all. tell a friend, tell a friend about it, share it with them, let it know. That'd be pretty cool. Usually, word of mouth is a good way for a podcast to be heard about because. Nobody listens to them, and nobody listens to ours, that's for sure. That's great. But, uh, yeah, you can... Listen to, po- listen to podcasts in general? I don't. Hmm? Do people listen to podcasts? Some of them do. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are people who, like, make a living off of it, so at least 50 It's not us. Do. It's not us. But some people do. So there's got to be at least a few people that listen to them. see my bank account. Hey, 
None of us have killed ourselves. I yet, don't have so. to. I've seen mine. I think it's like a dollar. We're still making a living. Now. Mine's because I put an extra dollar seventy in it. <laughs> Good job, man. Anywho, I'm doing great. You can of course follow me or host at Vajon Henry on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Aaron at Aaron.shaver on Instagram. You can follow Joe at Grampy the Mammoth on Instagram. And you can um. follow Tyler at Buzz Has a Woody on Instagram and Quailu Charlie on the Twitters. I'm so poor. <laughs> yeah, me too, bud. Me too. Moment of silence for our bank accounts. R.I.P. R.I.P. I actually changed it. Oh, yeah? yeah. What is it this time? It's at Wizard Day Camp. <laughs> you can, of course, find Tyler at Wizard Day Camp. It's just a bunch Twitter. of middle school kids, like, <laughs> shooting lightning bolts at each other, like, oh, you dick. <laughs> it's just, uh, that's just Magic Quest. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I To be fair, I, I really want to go to one of those. What is that? <laughs> I could see that. They're all over. What is it? Magic Quest? Yeah. It's just like a big room where you get a little plastic toy wand and you run around and there's big screens with dragons on them and you get to cast spells at it, allegedly. I love that. You guys want to do an escape room? Yes. I'll do, yeah. If you if you want... I think that would be a really cool idea. Quay and I enjoy doing those a lot. Uh, you know, heads up, she'll figure out how to get out. So we will, we will win. That's always a good... <laughs> Thing if you want to bring her along, but what happens if you don't figure it out? Do you just die? Yeah, they <laughs> I actually hope so. kill you. That's the agreement you make I when you go so. in. There. I hope so. so the be... last Again, sign know... this, don't read it. The last person I know who just vanished out of nowhere where they went to an escape room and I never heard if they finished it or not. So that's funny. We talked about this at work earlier today. Uh, Kenron, not that anyone knows who that is. Chevron, yeah, that's the guy. Chevron. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, he brought up his wife was taking him to an escape room and he's like, "Man, what happens if you don't get out? <laughs> like, probably nothing." <laughs> they just come in and they go, "Oh, oh, you ruined it. You didn't get out." It's like, oh, you're it's bad a, at this. It's a chalice. Oh, Scott said that's what happened to Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> you just signed up for an escape room. Go I. Go I. Was able to get out. Well, this escape room is so realistic. <laughs> Who are you? I don't even know anymore. So, okay, here's the question. If he was in an escape room, mm-hmm. how did Hillary Clinton get into the room? She built the room. She built Clones. the room. Clones. <laughs> she cloned. She, she built the room and she put clones in it. Clones. Robots. Aliens. I don't know. Alien robot clones. MKUltra. Yeah. Ultra. Alien MK, MK Ultra. MK Ultra. Alien robot clones. Don't let the sciatica get you. Don't let the sciatica get you. Yeah!